At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and stuff, content, etc. that people may find distasteful. Bad. Not as good as last week's. Yeah, I did it last week in one go. I know. This week... This, we're not re-recording it. That's, that's still a one-take. That's still a one-taker. Okay. I'm disappointed with you. Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleaves. Each week, offering up a great perspective on life. Welcome! You need to do the whole thing. No, I'm not doing the whole thing. This still isn't going to be the intro. Right, you do the whole thing. You sit, you sing the whole thing, right? And I'll do the uh, intro. Go. No. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm going to stonewall you. That's, not... That's my revenge, creative revenge. I don't have to retaliate with force. Maybe I'll just sing the theme tune every, every time you speak. Okay, we'll see how far that goes. Yeah, that's a good point. Should we start? Yeah. Hello, welcome. I was so infused there as well. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my enthusiasm. Right. Welcome to this week. Hello, Cleves. Hi. How are you? All right. Mm, yeah, not too bad. Things are. Going. House update. House update. I've got to set my contracts. I've not signed them yet, but I probably will. I like to hold the power for a little instance, you know. You don't want to give all the power to the Squeeze the balls of my enemies for a while. (laughs) That's one way of putting it, I suppose. It's not not a sexual thing, it's a power thing. Who's your enemies in this instance? The people I'm buying off, I guess. I don't think that's necessarily true, that they're your enemies. Well, they are, in the sense that I had to pay regular asking price for that house. Why couldn't they just give me a discount? Why couldn't they be cool? Because the world's not fed to blind people, or people in general. Wow, you're going to throw that card out straight away. I'll keep throwing those cards out until someone deals a better hand. Mate, ain't no one buying that deck of cards. No one's using that in Vegas. No. You imagine playing blackjack with the disabled deck. Here you go, sir. You got dealt this hand. It's shitty. Yeah, they're all shitty. House (laughs) wins every time. The house always wins, but the house makes the rules. Mm. So... How about you? What have you been up to? Working, mainly. It's just been a, the standard sort of affair, really. Dealing with a lot of COVID-related issues at work. Okay, let me ask you this question instead. Is there anything good or interesting that you've been doing this week that people might actually want to hear about? No. Oh. I mean, there's stuff that has been going on, which you know about, but it's not something I'm going to be talking about here. Just because it's not very interesting and it would completely blow open where I work, who I work with, and I'd rather not do that, just in case I want to slate them down the line. I think maybe um, you should drop hints every episode. We'll okay. Do it, do it as a listener competition. I work with people. Go on. No, that's it. That's this week's. You have to tune in next week for the next clue. What are, we, what are you going to give us next week? Are you going to give us the age of these people? 
Oh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll do that next week. Okay. If I remember. What about the building? You're going to give me the building? I can take it made of bricks now, to be honest. Ah, bricks. That, that narrows down most things in Bosnia. Now that I think of it, it's not actually made of bricks. <laughs> oh, Look, this game's not going to work if you're just going to lie. I had to think about the building. I haven't been there in like nine, nine months. Oh, and Tony and I get to work from home. You you were allowed to work from home as well. You I know it's boring. Not... I want to yeah. go to work. I don't want to work from home. It's boring. I can't think of anyone else really that would go, oh, I really want to go into work. But I'm that guy. I don't want to sit at home. Home is where I chill out. That is exactly true. It's not where I work. Or no. This is not where I work very well. Well, that's why I have an office. Slash studio. Slash dance hall. I mean, God. It's it's... dance hall. <laughs> who's, who's coming to this dance? It was like a, like a 19 sort of 69 kind of reggae underground basement dance hall. Yeah, exactly. Upstairs. Yep. In a council estate. Yep. With two people. Well, who says two people? Well, look, all I'm saying is you don't want to make out that there's a lot of people here because you might get fined. What I'm saying is there's a lot of people, but they come during socially distancing times and at regular intervals while I can decontaminate the rest of the dance hall. Also, you're disabled, so people can those people are coming to provide continuous care. I have a lot of care, as it turns out. Most of them love reggae. That's true. I mean, if I could enlist the entirety of So Solid crew for my caring squad. They're not reggae fans, are they? But they were all about the garage. I'm just more... You don't even have a garage. I'm more inferring... See, more lies! More lies! Stick to your story! I'm inferring that there's a lot of them. That that was the metaphor. Of them? Yeah, well, there's not many of them anymore. <coughs> what the dance hall is? <laughs> I meant So Solid crew. Oh. They went their separate ways to... More and more disappointing careers. Whoa. It's, it's, it's like Russian dolls of disappointment when it comes to their careers. Shall we move on? Their careers are Romeo done. I was going to tell a terrible joke there, but I'm not doing <laughs> it. No, 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 I want to hear it now. I'm going to say they're North Koreas because they don't have much going for them. <sighs> That's why I didn't say it, you dick. I just realised that my phone's not on mute. That's uh, unfortunate for me. Everyone put their phone on mute in 2014, except you, and MDs of companies. Are you an MD of a company? I'm an MD of the Seesaw podcast. Yeah, massive dick. <laughs> okay, topic of the week. It's going to be straight on. Okay, that's probably for the best. Yeah, I will be here forever just insulting me. So, getting about transport, public or otherwise, mainly public. Let's, let's wrap, my brother, about... Transport. Oh, God, that was so painful. <laughs> I apologise. Uh, so how do you get about, Cleves? Um, I walk mainly with my legs. And because I can't drive, I mainly use the bus. How about you? I like to use my legs and walk around. Just rubbing it in the faces of those disabled people. Yeah, well, they can roll around sometimes, in most cases. <laughs> sometimes I would like to roll around. So, I do have a car as well. You have a car. Well, technically, yes. Your wife has a car. No, technically, it's my car. Right. But because my wife is my carer also, she drives it. So, I don't drive the car because I'm on the Motability Scheme, which is a government-run scheme where you give up some of your disability benefits and they give you a car 
basically. Well, and they all... give your wife a car. Well, no, they give you a car and then you name two drivers. I like, I like to think it's a gift. Basically, you get the car and um, essentially for Christmas, for the next 10 years, you give your wife that car. I wish it were that way. <laughs> it would save me a lot on Christmas. Yeah, so you don't have to buy presents anymore. Here you go, my dear. Here's a £30,000 car that you get to use to drive me around for the next three years. It's good for one Christmas at least, surely. Yeah, as soon as you're married, see how far that takes you. It takes you straight to Divorceville. How many miles is that? I don't know. I don't really know how miles work when I don't drive. How miles work? You drive the mile and it clocks it off. Yeah, no, but I think the drivers have a better understanding of miles than pedestrians. What if your name's Miles? Then you've got a pretty good idea of Miles. True, but who's named Miles? Going out where else has got Miles? That's what brought it to me. Well, I can think of as Miles Morales, like the second Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I'm pretty, pretty sure he knows himself pretty well. And also, he has his own transport. He uses webs. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that'd be, that would not be good for a Blinky to be webbing around. Yeah, but he's also got that. Like, he's, he's quite strong as well, isn't he? So when he hits a building, it'd be all right. Yeah, but in the UK in general, when pretty much all the buildings, barring like the centre of cities, are like one or two storey, you can't really web across them, can you? Well, you're still slightly higher than most things, aren't yeah, you? It wouldn't work. You've only, only got lorries and buses to worry about, really. And everyone else, because you'd be like balls scraping on the road. You know you wouldn't. You just throw out a shorter web. We're not going into this. This isn't the topic of the week. <laughs> web transport. I don't have web transport. I used a web to find transport, but not web transport. Great. And that brings us back on topic, sort of. Yes. To the buses. To the buses. When we're not walking around, we get buses. Buses stink, literally. Like, oh, they, they right, smell yeah. like... Oh, metaphorically. Um, kind of both, to it's be honest. It's the bus. It's the people on the buses. The bussy, if you will. Yeah, but if they've got, like, fabric seats, then the pee soaks into the seat. But a lot... Yeah, the thing is, though... In Nottingham now, a lot of the buses are leather boy seats. So. Not around here, they are not. Fuck off. The one uh, that takes me to work okay, isn't. Actually. The main one that goes to the city centre from here is. Mm. But you're talking about like the little, from like little district to little districts. They're still the old ones. Well, they'll get better in time. And then that peel just rub right off the leather boy seats. Yeah, but does the driver do that? No, the cleaner does it at the end of the night, I assume. So if it happens at 9am in the morning... Yeah, but they have someone to, like, clean the buses. Like, yeah, look, the buses are only going to be around for, like, half a day before they go back to the depot for a quick wipe-off. Well, I hope. Mm. If not, then you wipe it yourself, don't you? Plus now as well, socially distanced, the pee's going to be at least a little bit further away from you. Unless I sit on it. That is always concerning, actually. If yeah. you get on the bus and there's no other seats available... Well, that's the first concern, actually. If I get on the bus, I can't always see where everyone else is. And there's a bus etiquette, isn't there? Here's the bus etiquette. One person per seat, unless you're with that person. Double seat. Yeah, one person per double seat. Yeah. Unless you're with that person. Or the bus is filling up. Yeah, but then it's it's really uncomfortable, isn't it? But then, again, the etiquette is... Find the empty seat. Find the empty double seat. Mm -hmm. If you don't find that, and you have the last one on there, but you just sit next to someone, it's seen as a, oh, come on. Yeah, guy, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I'm exactly the same like that. If someone comes and sits next to me, and I know there's a seat, very rarely, if it's the only one left, I'm like, why are you sat next to me? There's a free seat there. Be that guy. See, it's a dating opportunity. No, I don't want some smelly dude next to me. But it is annoying. I actually got on a bus once and um, sat next to a person 
And when the bus started to empty out to the point that there were some extra double seats free, he went to me, oh, there's some, there's some free seats up there. And I'm like, I'm already sat down here now. I didn't realise you were going to be such a dick about it. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong. I feel uncomfortable as well. But I also would have felt more uncomfortable getting up out of my seat and then just sitting on free seats in front of him. Like, like as if he smelled. But no, he pointed me out. Like, oh, there's some extra seats there, sir. Yeah. He didn't use the word sir. That's a difficult situation because if you get up and walk away, then they take like, offence yeah. to you doing it. But it's also a dick move to point them out. And the thing is, well, it was only a few stops left till town anyway. It was three stops. Yeah, well, maybe if you put your dick away, he might have been a bit more comfortable. I just, that's just how I walk around. There's nothing, there's nothing bad about it. It's just, I like to have it out. Fine. Most people can't see it anyway. That's true. Me included. <laughs> so but buses... That has got better, though. Yeah. With social distancing at the minute. That's not too bad because there's not a lot of people on the buses. I... And you have to sort of social distance. I don't agree. To, to an extent, I kind of agree, but I also don't. There's other things that have come in with social distancing which piss me off. Here's a good example. Where they put tape across the seats... Yeah. The amount of times I've tried to sit down and the tape's there and I've yeah. broken tape. It's like, oh, really? That is annoying, yeah. It's like, I can't see this tape. But then that should be the responsibility of the driver. I always feel as though if you get on, if you're a disabled person, especially if you're a blinky, and I step on with a guide dog, he should turn to me and say, it's this many seats down. There's a, fe- there's a free seat. Keep going down. And if I turned, if I was fully blind, I'd say, yeah, thank- thanks a lot, mate, but I-, I can't see anything. The dog will find it. Does the dog find so, it? No, they don't. <laughs> but if he had turned around and said, oh, the disabled bay is free, thanks. Great. A little bit of direction would have been fine, apart from the, the stone silence a lot of drivers give you. or the. You know, if you get on the NCT buses in Nottingham, yeah. they have a little announcement when you get into town, like, number one bus operator of the year for three years running. And that must be down to the sheer amount of buses that they have, because the drivers are dicks. Oh, 100%. I imagine they're on the same money, if not more, than someone who works in Tesco's on the till. Yeah, maybe. But the people in Tesco's on the till, it's a customer-centric job. And okay, they're just beeping things as they go through. But you'll be called in the office if they, if like Marvel walks by your supervisor and like sees you being miserable. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I used to work in Tesco's and I had a supervisor called Margaret. Yes. Margaret makes a comeback. She I didn't know to all as little Hitler. For fuck, every episode. But that, that was it. Firstly, genuine. That's a genuine thing. Was it based on the moustache? No, it wasn't. There wasn't a moustache. She was just quite, um, what's the word? She got on your case a lot. Was Hitler known for that? I don't know. Yeah. The dictator. You know, don't do that, don't do that. But obviously in German. Okay. I think we're digressing here. I particularly don't have good experiences with buses because I have a guide dog. And for the record, I'm going to get annoyed here. If you have a pram, that does not mean you're better than a disabled person. Fuck off. It does. They've got kids, mate. No, Kids no. beat dog every time. Any idiot can have a kid. Yeah, 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 let me ask you this, right? If something was falling off a cliff, and yep. one was a kid and one was a dog, and you could only save one, which one would you pick? It depends. Is it my kid or my dog? Both. Both yours, mate. I'd save my kid. Exactly. Over my dog. That's exactly but my if point. But if we're talking... Kids over dogs, sorry. If we're talking my dog versus someone else's kid, okay, it'd probably be kid. But we're not talking about people dying. What we're talking about... We're talking about people dying to sit down. What we're talking about is a mum getting on the bus with a wheelchair... Not a wheelchair. A pushchair <laughs> that is far too big. 
like one of these huge bassinet motherfuckers with a kid in there that's probably should be walking at this point. You can't tell. And then they come rolling along to the disabled section where I'm sitting there with my guide dog because you know what? Good luck trying to get a guide dog under a seat. They can, but they don't like to. You generally got to squash them in there. But especially with my dog, he's, he's getting older and he has a bad back. Like his lower back's messed up. He's got bad issues with his legs. I'm not shoving him under a seat. Anyway, I don't like doing that anyway because I sit on the outside row and put him on the inside so he doesn't have to go all the way under. And when the bus is full, you always get the constant, can you move over? And it's like, Why no. Do you keep him on the outside then? Because then people step on him. Pull him in? It, no. <laughs> There's not enough room to pull him in. He has to be comfortable. I need to make him comfortable. He already doesn't like buses. Dogs don't like buses because they throw them all over the place. So you go to, like, my go to is the. On buses in the UK, you'll have a disabled specified section. So usually it's for a wheelchair, but wheelchair users, I'll move for a wheelchair user, that's fine. Because if I don't, they've got to wait ages for the next bus, and sometimes the drivers don't get the ramps out for them. It's a nightmare. If you're in a wheelchair, buses are even worse. But I'll sit in the desert, it has big disabled signs all over it, and my dog will lie down, I sort of give him a bit of a squeeze with my legs to make sure he doesn't move anywhere so he doesn't slip around. But then you always have some mum that comes over, a massive tank of a fucking pram. And like, oh, can you move? No. Like, top trumps. I'm sorry, but like, there's nowhere else I can go. Let me ask you this question. What if the kid's disabled? Then who moves? Okay, but that's never come up. That's never come up. The mum's never turned to me and said, oh, my kid has this or this. It's just like this entitlement complex. And the amount of times where like I've had this happen to me and like I've been forced to move. And there's been cases where I've been forced to move and just stand in the aisle with my dog. And my dog's having a minor panic attack because he can't settle down. He's sitting on a bus that's swinging all over the place. Yeah, but and also, then... like, look at it this way, right? Your dog's quiet. Whereas if that kid was in the aisle and it was screaming, oh, my God, if I was sat at the back of that bus, I'd be fucking pissed off with yeah. that kid. You know what? Where we are in Nottingham, buses every seven minutes, ten tops. Wait. And not going to be a guide dog on every bus. Oh, I, mate, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting for that bus. I'd rather cram on. Yeah, but no, I'm saying if you have a pushchair... Cram wait, on. Wait. Cram on. No. Get them no. on there. Push that kid in. No, we're going to disagree on this because sometimes I will make room and it'll be one of those double disabled bay things. Yeah. And then the mum will run over my dog. I mean, that's a dick move. I'm like... You're not even supposed to be here. I've made room for you. You run over my dog. And then they'll be like, oh, sorry. If I run well, over, if I accidentally... Purpose. No, but it's just a lack of care. Because if I try and get off the bus and if I accidentally need their kid in the face and went, oh, sorry, like you did, and walk off... Why, why, why have I done that? Don't make out that I need no, kids in the face. No, I'm not about, no, not about you. I'm saying if I got off the bus, let's say they got on the bus and run over my dog and then they went, oh, sorry. Well, you know what? Frankly, that's not good enough. At least be genuine with the fact you run over my animal. I said sorry. But if I did the exact same with the same attitude and sort of emphasis on, oh, sorry, if I hit their child accidentally on getting off the bus, they'd hit the roof. I don't know. I think you'd be well within your right because you've got a guide dog. Nah. I don't think they're a good... People are super... Yeah, I know. They suck. But at the same time, you've clearly got a guide dog. So if anything, it kind of gives you a little bit of an opportunity to punch that kid in the face on your way out. I wish I could sometimes. Not I mean, the kid. Don't, don't literally turn around and punch your child in the face. But, you know, 
If you want to kick the brakes off the pushchair just as you're rolling out. It, it pisses me off. I don't like buses, and the drivers do absolutely nothing to help. So shall we move on to trams? Tramsport. Tramsport, indeed. So Nottingham has two main tram lines now. I feel like all we're doing is dicking on other towns for their poor transport systems. Trams are fantastic. I mean... They are some strong words. I mean, yeah, they have a limited range, and they're not going to take you exactly where you want to, but you know what? They, of course they don't take you where you want to go to. They, get, they run to Clifton. Yeah, I know. Shut up. They'll get you roughly where you need to go in a lot of cases. Oh, yeah, great. And then, you know what? The nation's getting fat. Do some walking. The trams are shit, mate. I'm just going to say it. Why? Explain. Okay. Explain the reasons. They're, they're, they're good in some... The trams are good in some respects in the sense that they, again, run pretty frequently. And if you want to go places within the sort of close vicinity of town, fine. But then if you want to go further out, the problem with the trams is, is it just attracts scum. It's just, there's just gross people on trams. And unfortunately, I always end up sat next to someone that's either pissed themselves, or hasn't showered in about 40 weeks, or there's like some kid eating some really gross food. Like, I don't know, they just smell like old crisp packets or something. And the issue with that is, because trams go further, you're normally on the tram longer if you're going further out. If you're going to, like, I don't know, just outside of town, Chilwell, Clifton, whatever, you're there a good sort of 20, 30 minutes. And I'm not saying you can't be on that on a bus, but you just seem to be closer to people on trams. And it's, it's sometimes it gets to the point where I'm sat on the tram so long that I'm starting to think, is that, is that smell me? Until the doors open and you get outside and then you get back home or whatever and then you have a little sniff down of yourself, you don't really know and you think, oh, thank God, it's not me that smells like piss. And you're thankful. At points you think you've, you've sat in piss. Yeah, but like you said, those are the leverette seats that can be wiped out, wiping down yourself. Yeah, there's no, le- there's, no, there's no leverette seats on trams, that's what I'm saying. The trams in Nottingham, at least, are they're not old. They're getting old. But at least buses are updated every few years to an extent. You know, you've got the nice USB plugins and stuff on the buses. You've got aircon. Whereas tram, you've got none of that stuff. In in the summer, even on a on a normal non-COVID-based summer, when you're in there and you're absolutely rammed in and you're literally breathing in the the gross, what like quavers taste of the person next to you. I don't want to be part of that because there's no aircon. At least when I'm doing it on the bus and I'm stuck with a bus full of students, for example, at least it's cool in there. Well, because the students are so cool. The students are cool. They just think they are. But at least, you know, at least I'm not sweating while I'm doing it. I'm not breathing in someone else's sweat. Whereas on the trams, I am. And their breath. Where I'm only getting the breath on the buses. I, I kind of get what you're saying. I don't mind them because I'm just doing... Oh, you like I, the quavers, bro. I do the math over, do I like buses more than trams? I'm going to go trams all the time because it's just better for my dog. With some exceptions, during rush hour, no way. Like there, There's like no limit to how many people they'll stuff on a tram. Like, absolutely none. At least on the bus, you have to get past the driver. Yeah, the driver can say at one point, nah, too for me. Yeah, but with trams, they don't do that. Sometimes they come over the intercom and say no more people, but they're not going to get out and kick people off because like, people are already on at that point. But I haven't got anything else to say about trams. So let's move on. Trains, do you use trains much? Trainsport? I used to, but not so much anymore. Guidals are usually quite useless with trains. They only... Tr- they <laughs> they, they go up and down They up, the train. That's got to be a boy. They have to jump. Do they do hurdles in like guide dog training? 
the practice. Some guide dogs aren't trained on trains. So you have to have a dog that's been shown this. Mm. Otherwise, they have to do extra training with them. As a general rule, they don't really teach the dogs to do it. My dog was briefly shown them. I never really used them a lot. I don't use them anymore, really. Maybe you should. Why? Well, they're like trams, but they get you further. And they smell less. And they, a lot of the times they have aircon. But I've got to have somewhere to go first. In any case, not really much experience with trains. I mean, I know you have. You love trains. Well, yeah. I usually go to use the trains quite a lot. You used to travel from Hereford. You used to travel from Hull. Well, you, you, you don't pay yours. for them. Well, I still used to have, well, Rich boy. No, I'm not a rich boy. Though. My dad works on the trains. He's a driver, so I used to get X amount of free journeys a year. Rich in that train goodness. You used to get quarter fare tickets, actually, after your passes were used up. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I remember that. We're not doing that. Oh, we're doing that. Short stories of tea. (sighs) So once upon a time at Blind College, there was a group of four of us, and we were going back to Nottingham to watch a gig. Cleve said, don't worry, lads, I'll get the train tickets in. Just give me the money. Here's how much it's going to cost. Just give me the money. And I'm like, okay, sweet. It's a lot cheaper than what the train fares normally would be. Sit down on the train, and we're all like, yeah, let's go. Nottingham, gig time. Woo. And then the guard, before we even pulled out, comes up and says, can we see your tickets, please? We show the tickets and go, okay, can I see your staff benefits card like concessionary rail card the only one who has this is Cleese because he's used this to buy four tickets quarter fare where he should only have one no it's not my fault is it that you I thought maybe all your guys like parents worked on the railway as well I was just doing you guys a favour by getting the tickets it's not my fault you didn't have the cards is that how it went (laughs) that's how I'm choosing to say it how did it end we left the train before it departed the station. Great. Did we get a discount on those tickets? Did um, we get the money back? No, because it was rail fraud. Did we get the gig tickets back? No. Who buys ticket insurance? But the point is, I bought a couple of boxes of beer and we got fucked up. Yeah, to it be was... fair, you did make good on, on spending that beer money. It wasn't, you know, okay, it wasn't ideal, but we got wasted on that balcony. Shall we move on? Yep. So, we've gone from trains. Planes. And let's go, for, well, we'll go for oh, we planes. Oh, we have planes. I was going to say trains, yet. planes and automobiles, but we haven't even done that shit yet. Planes would be quite boring. Um, I've never taken my god dog on a plane. You hear too many horror stories. I like planes because if you're a blinky on the plane, a lot of the time, well, okay, firstly, sometimes they don't realise that they're about to frisk you. Like, sometimes you get on a plane, someone wants to frisk you down at the uh, airport security... And then usually, because I've had to put the stick in the the thing that goes through the metal detector, everyone's like, what the hell's up with this guy? And a lot of people are like, he's a fucking blind mate. Just shouting it out. <laughs> Can't see. Now, my interaction, has I have a slight variation on that, where I will not give my stick up because I don't trust the staff. And that's 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 my right. You don't get a person in a wheelchair and they're like, oh, well, we can't scan that, mate, and get them to crawl through. So you are allowed your accessibility. Yeah, you days. do. The, the person in the wheelchair actually goes through the, um, the metal detector. They, they just load him onto the bay. <laughs> I don't think that they go, they go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. They put the wheelchair down. They lie on the actual uh, conveyor belt in one of those trays, legs <laughs> in one, and then the top half of them in the other. And then they just, they just go through. 
<laughs> okay. Cleves' opinions in no way reflect the Seesaw podcast. I didn't say it was. It's not an opinion. Fact, I've seen it happen. No, you haven't. I haven't seen a lot of things. I was going to say, but I, I've gone through metal detectors with my, my cane because I don't take my dog on holiday. And, of course, the metal detector goes off. My 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 cane is made of aluminium. It's going to go off. But then the amount of times that I go through, and I'll take my belt off, all the things out of my pocket, so I won't have any metal on me, and I walk through, and he goes, beep, 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 beep. And then you always get the guard, like the security guard come over and go, stop right there a second, sir. We need to frisk you. I'm like, no, it's the, the cane. Let me walk. I will step backwards and step forwards, and I'm not going to beep. No, we have to frisk you. I've come walked through a massive yeah, piece you know of that metal. Going in, you know that going in. Put put the put put it in the little conveyor belt. Yeah, but then they I can't trust them to get me through. No, no, no you, you can, right? This is what happens with my friends a lot of the time. They'll we'll, we'll put the, the cane in there. My friend will help me up to the um, like the little square metal detector thing, and they'll just they'll just or either me or the friend behind me just quickly say that oh, you can't see very well. We'll just help him through. Either that or get yourself in one of those boxes and just go through like the disabled people. Yeah, God damn. Put yourself in a tray. No, put Tony in a tray. No, no, no. <laughs> it's always funny at the airport as well because I get frisked, and so does my wife. So we're like drug traffickers. Like she always gets frisked because she has a metal plate in her foot, so she can't get through security without setting off everything. So when I went on my honeymoon, we're in a situation where we you can get assistance at an airport. This is the first and only time I've done this. I don't know why I haven't done it since. But you get a pager when you show up. You go to a desk and you get a pager. And the reason we used it this time and no other time is because my wife had broken her foot, hence the plate in her foot. So she had a cast and was using crutches. I was like, pay for my honeymoon. We're still going. So we get there, we get our little pager. Like it beeps, it, goes, it does this little beepy thing. And it's like, okay, go back to the desk. and say, like, okay, here we are. Let's get you to your gate. What gate are we? Oh, 130. You think, oh, great. And then they come out the little go- golf cart thing. Yes. And you hop on the back. And they close the door and like, hold on. Whoosh. Straight there. And they've just announced like the flight, the plane is at the gate. And it's like, this steaming part. You think those moving floors while you're walking on them makes you quick? Nah, mate, nah. Golf cart. Whoosh. Straight there. Get there. The stewards like, oh, you're here for the flight. Yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, we'll board you now. But yeah, but here's the problem with that. You get pre-board, and you can get this from being a blinky as well, but then you have to still have to wait for everyone else. So all you're doing is spending more time on the aircraft, doing nothing. On ours, they bought us a drink. Mm, so we got settled in. Got my now he's got the money. So we got our, got our iPads set up, and we sat down, started relaxing. They went, oh, you want iPads? You can't use one of them on, without flight mode. It was on flight mode. Good. It better have been. Anyway, we hadn't taken off yet, so mind your business. Good thing about being blind as well in an airport is, you know, with the um, little passport scanner things that you put your passport under and it yep. opens the gate, I can't really see on the screen when it tells me to put my passport in and stuff. Yeah. So I usually just say to the woman at the gate, here's the stick, take you through. And they're like, come this right, right this way, sir. I've had I can, that I can well. usually drag someone else with me as well because I need a guide, of course. Yeah. So there's normally a couple of us that manage to do it. Airports are pretty good for blinkies, though, in summary. Yeah, they're not too bad. They're better than some places. So, we've done trains, planes, the last is more automobiles, and we're not going to talk about cars, but let's talk about taxis. You know what, taxis? Fuck off, get better. The law, like, even with 
services like Uber and Lyft and taxis are included in this. Even though legally they have to be assistance dog friendly, they're really not. And there's no accountability with them. You can order an Uber XL, though. You can. And you can say in the little notes, like, I've got a dog. Yeah, but then they can choose not to pick you up. That's the thing with Uber. They can choose not to pick you up. Sometimes it's a cultural thing. Sometimes not. I've had many occasions where a taxi or an Uber shown up and they turn around and say no dogs, which is illegal. In the UK, you have to take an assistance dog. And you need to make sure that assistance dog is carried safely and comfortably. You can't. Is that in the law, though? I'm not sure that's in the law. You need to maintain the dignity of the disabled person. So you can't, like, chuck their dog in the boot. To an extent, you're going to know, though, aren't you, that most Uber cars are probably just the dog's going to be on the back seat. It can be in the back seat. It can go in the footwell if it's a smaller dog like mine, like the front footwell. And that has happened, which is fine. Sometimes the drivers are, are very accommodating and like, oh, well, we, I can clear the back seat and we can put the dog in there. It's like, well, he, he won't do that. My dog won't. But he's small. I can move the seat all the way back. Are you fine with being in the front? I'll put him in the footwell. It's not a long journey. And the, sometimes the driver's like, yeah, cool. It's fine. No worries. But there are other instances where it doesn't happen and they just drive off. <laughs> and they don't want anything to do with the situation. It's You can say to the cow comes home, but you technically don't have to tell them that you have an assistance dog. They just have to accommodate. Now, I think, again, with like employment side of things, like where you have, like, do you, don't you say? I think with this, you probably should say about having an assistance dog. But, like I said, sometimes they just don't pick you up. Sometimes your wait time goes through the roof because they just, no one's willing to pick you up. And that's a real frustration. Unfortunately, the law, again, doesn't back you up. I had an instance... And we had a few drinks and I was staying at your place yeah. at the end of the evening. Phoned up a taxi firm and said, well, how many people are traveling? I said, three people and a guide dog. Very yeah. reasonable request. And this is a big, this is one of the biggest taxi firms in Nottingham. It's not like it's a... Yeah, it's DG Cars. Yeah. It's not like it's it's John's Taxis, which is John and his brother Dave. You know what I mean? We're not talking that. Ah, JD Taxis. Love those guys. That probably would be accommodating. Yeah. We're waiting for the taxi. Get phoned back 10 minutes later. Sorry, we can't accommodate you. I'm sorry, what? Oh, you have a dog. We can't accommodate you. So I had an argument with the operator saying, it is a legal requirement that you provide me a vehicle for my dog. And I got quite heated and angry. I mean, a car did show up at the end. It was not a car that was comfortable for my dog. But at this time, we were just, I was angry. And it's like, okay, is this safe or comfortable for my dog? No, but they've already made it abundantly clear that this is a painful experience. We haven't got far to go. Yeah, let's just get home. Let's just get home. And the next day, sent an email to them, complaining, saying this is unacceptable. You've basically broken the law. And then I get an email back saying, oh, sorry, sorry, sir. Yeah, you are in the right. Be assured that we'll take this training into our training sessions going forward. And that was the end of it. They're not going to be taking that into the training They're sessions. not going to take it into a training session. But the, the point is, this is illegal. This is an illegal practice. They've broken the law, but then because there's no accountability and because there's no fear of it, because nothing's going to happen, the attitude was, oh, probably would have got the operator and said, next time, just say yes. 
Or next time, just say no. Yeah. Say no to dogs. And that's the problem with, with taxis. I always have like anxiety when ordering a taxi or an Uber because I just have that whole, they're either going to be 100% cool or this is going to be an argument. And that shouldn't be the case. Um, I'd like to hear about like wheelchair users, about their experiences with Uber and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be quite interesting. Because like, surely you should keep your boot empty in case you've got to put a wheelchair in there. But that doesn't mean the driver does. What if it, I'm sure there's probably a case where a driver's showing up and said, I can't fit your wheelchair in. Yeah. Because their boot's full. And that's illegal as well. Like, you can't do that either mm. because it's a business use. Like, you can't put like your daughter's like trombone in the boot. You, you've got to clear that stuff out before you shift. <laughs> so needless to say that I'm not a fan of taxis. It's unfortunate. Again, it's where the law... Just lets the disabled people out. Lets really, them down. really, what you're saying is that's why you got your wife on mobility. She's your Uber. My wife is the Uber, and we've made good use of that. Which, <laughs> what your wife being an Uber driver? Well, she's not an Uber driver, is she? But she's your Uber driver. She's your Uber driver. But I also pay for the car and the insurance and everything to do with it. Hence, it's my car. It's my car. Do 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 do. <laughs> God damn. Tony went on Motability scheme Now he has to use That car for his needs Yeah it's his car Oh god so lame I hope you keep that in God Alright at least on a happy note Do you want to end it for there for, for this week I think we'll, we'll end it there I'd love to hear what it's like in America and like elsewhere in the world. Like, I find Gary Newman interesting. I'm not, I'm not talking about Gary Newman. I don't. Well, care. Randy Newman. No, we don't need a dopey <laughs> Pixar soundtrack. Come on, Randy. You got a friend in Cleves. <laughs> oh, Bilton's here. Oh, good old Bilton. And I think on that bombshell, we will. I don't. I don't want to keep saying bombshell. Can I just. I've watched too much Top Gear. On that eggshell. On that eggshell. We'll leave. Here are some social media plugs. Thank you for listening. Uh, fuck. You can find us on... Seesaw... <laughs> you fucking leave me into it. Thank you for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. I'll do it again. You were just moving there. Don't tell me what to do. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast. Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at seesawpodcast or seesawpod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. Do you know which one it is? No. God damn it. We don't fucking use them. Okay, fine. That'll do. I'll, I'll edit it somehow. Do you want, like, we just have a sign-off line. Bye. See ya. I don't know if I can know. Tune in next week. <laughs> give, give, give me something. I need something that I can say goodbye Okay, with. I'm, I'm thinking, but like, all the time you're fucking talking, you're breaking my thought. Oh, I'm breaking your thought. <laughs> I'm riffing here. I'm riffing. Yeah. Um. This is why I'm riffing. I have to feel the silence of your nothingness. Yeah, but the silence at least lets you know when something's coming in. <laughs> please, please riff. <laughs> Please, that needs a pretty. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. Okay, fine.